production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. I don't want to boast, but today, producer Luke Elliot, I came into work with one outfit in the morning and now I'm wearing a different one. And it's because we have an event tonight. So I was changing for this tropical themed event that we were going to. But one of our colleagues, Chucky, as I came in with my new outfit today, he was like, geez, what is this? The Oscars. You've had an outfit change. I said, oh, it's for the party tonight. And he goes, you can't blame me. You always look very glamorous at work. But hang on, I come from the gym every day and then I get changed, so I do the same thing, but more. But not glamorously. Hmm? So you just said you didn't want to boast, but, but that I did. was just a big old boast. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think you always look glamorous. <laughs> I think a couple of days a week you look like you're done up. Yeah, the, the other day of... you came in like a tracksuit thing. Yeah, dishevelled. When did I wear a tracksuit thing? Uh, and your, your caterpillar dress is like a ah, casual fun dress. You know what I mean? Like it's not a fancy but dress. But it still could be like chic. No, I don't know what the definition. What does chic mean? But yeah. Like trendy. Yeah. Cool. Nah. Well presented. No, I think that dress is gaslighting me. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> not the right one. One day you'll one eventually day. get one the definition get of gaslighting. Okay, yeah. if you had to say right now what does gaslighting mean, what would be your description? Uh, if... Like if you, if I'm looking at a button and it's blue, but you keep telling me it's red. That's yeah. Like that's actually me. gaslighting. Yeah. yeah thank yeah, you. But you don't do that. So that's why I got to wait. I know. I don't gaslight anyone. There's many meetings. Gaslighting can mean whatever you want it to. I'm no, taking it, just, it back. It just means that it thing that you said. I'm taking it back. <laughs> You're gaslighting me. Also, people don't, do, like you don't get gaslit by someone and then it's just okay. Like that's a crime. Yeah. That's why I'd bring it up. So stop gaslighting me <laughs> and we move on. Call the police. Yeah. That's it. It's almost like, you know what, you are gaslighting me by trying to convince me that that's what gaslighting It's like gasception. <laughs> <laughs> they should make a song about it. It's like uh, Alanis Morris. They did. It came from a song by the Dixie Chicks. Did it? Well, no yeah. one cares about them. Gaslighter, whatever. I don't know. I don't like but country that's music. That's not the origin of the... Uh, obviously, the it came from the movie, but they wrote a song. Out. Alanis Morissette, um, ironic. ironic. Obviously, we take the mickey out of that because all the things in that song aren't ironic. You could do a song called Gaslighter about all the things that aren't gaslighting. Obviously, we don't do that because yeah. I, I hate song parodies, but True. someone clever will make that. Yeah, I'll be like, Gaslighter. Yeah. Um, when I tell you that you're you wrong about something, way, that's you, gaslighting. You won't be the vocalist, just so, <laughs> just so we're clear. We have a lot of friends of this Can show that are musicians. Nope. No. Musicians. I would take Shepherd before you. That's saying a lot. <laughs> I did. No, I didn't actually no, do any didn't. music Don't and stuff. I when I was tell. house captain, though, I did have to run the choir thing competition that we had. What a dumb school. House and captain do you know should what be song? sport. We did everything, like every type of competition. Lame. And the song that we did. School, that's why. Yeah, all girls, right, private we school. We didn't do dumb stuff like that. And so we had to do like, you had to choir off with each other, basically. Oh. And we did, all what the leaves are perfect? all the leaves are brown and the sky is grey. We um, And the sky is grey. I went for a, I went for a Because no one would do the choir stuff at our school. They just ended up making it mandatory for certain people. So there's oh, yeah, about the same 10 thing. of us that had to do it. And we got booed at mass. Oh, really? We were called the worst choir group of all time. Oh, were you in it? Yeah, like we got dra- oh, drafted into you got, it. Yeah. yeah, we got forced to do it in this competition, but then we would we were classic. We were like, okay, fine, we're going to win this. Yeah, right. And have a really great song. God, private schools are weird. Do you remember, like, everyone had one great song at their school if you went to private school? Ours was about 
something about the father dancing. Oh, like um, your cheerleading song? No, like, no, as in like your great like, war cry. I'm not a religious person, but the church songs that you'd have. Oh, mate, shine Jesus shine. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Shine so, Jesus shine. I wish I could fill get this land with an excerpt the from glory. Uh, going to church on Thursday Island because that is. The best music. Well, they'd actually ever be able to sing, as sing well. and hear. Like, it was just a slight twist on classic songs for the most part. Oh my god, so good! And at the time, you didn't realise, and then you moved to Cairns and went to a. Well, I heard all these school. white songs. Were like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you're a long way behind. You're a long way behind. Anyway, um, let's look at the show today. Starting off with. We've had some wonderful guests this week. Elizabeth was right up there, Luke. <laughs> she Jeez, really was. Such a vibe. She's oh. got herself a, a a bag of our show steers manure. Not a bag, a box. Yeah. A little container. Um, she was great. Where was she from? Was she Rocky? Rocky. I think, yeah, CQ she was somewhere. so funny. Yeah, because remember she was in the Fitzroy River. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Talking about it. Oh. Uh, and then um, <clears throat> Good Samaritan stories that went wrong. We had a lot of them. It's a sad state of affairs that there was a lot of calls for that. This is why you don't bother being a nice person. You just worry about yourself. This is why... Keep trying and see what happens. You're always like this, oh, did you read about this horrible thing in the world? Like, no. I I put my head down. I don't go on news.com unless it's for sport, and I don't care about anything unless it affects me, and it's great. Speaking of sport... So you just selfishly exist. Yes. We uh, had Brad Haddon on the show as yep. well from Willow Talk. You can mm. catch that on Listener um, as well. Mm. Uh, previewing call the, me boys. <laughs> the Australia call us boys. versus New Zealand. It happens. I did say I wanted to. I wanted to start doing a tally. Yeah. Well, that was actually because we had to record Brad, so I'd actually cut that out of the interview, so no one would have known. Um, but well done. Yeah. <laughs> Well I don't. I don't go to sleep every night weeping about how often that happens. But well, you should take it voice? as a compliment. Like you're one of the boys. Well, you're on the Rush Hour on Triple M. It's a male brand. You know, you're lucky to be. No, I don't mean that. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's gaslighting. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. I, I said something today that you let me get away with murder. I, I literally said all women are worse drivers, and you just oh yeah, through to the keeper. It's not through to the keeper. You it's weren't just, on. That's why you weren't on. Dead you were, batting. You were distracted. You know what I mean? No, I was. T- I was on a, te- you, a you rampage. Had a you, you had a chance to defend <laughs> a, a rampage. rampage. <laughs> chance to defend all the women in Queensland on your rampage. I rant and then yeah. I was. <laughs> but a rampage. Are we? Do- you guys got to go to this. Yeah, event. Yes. Okay. Bye. Okay. See ya. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Who gives a shit? Very simple. You call one triple three five three. You play a Friday quiz. You select myself or AB to go head to head with general knowledge Queensland stuff. If you win, and nobody has lost yet, you win yourself manure popped out from a steer that we own that lives in Serena called Wombat. The kicker, this pup is magic. When that manure goes on any Queensland plant, it grows tenfold, so don't put on your weeds. Uh, Elizabeth in Rockhampton playing for poo today. Elizabeth, AB or me, who would you like to take on? AB, please. Elizabeth, interesting choice. Just think she might be a bit of a dum-dum on a Friday, a bit scattered, (laughs) or what's what's the game plan behind that? Oh, no, no, you'll stick with the ladies. Yeah, okay. Okay. Fair. Didn't want to bag it. I don't want to... I don't want her to lose, mm. but I also do mm. want to prove her wrong. Uh, all right, Elizabeth, you're going to go first. Question number one. In Celsius, at what temperature does water boil? 112, is it? 140. I don't know. 
just a hundred oh, on the shit. nose. Apparently, by the way, Luke, and then zero is it freezes. Well, I don't know. Luke does his questions. I don't cook. Um, next. <laughs> I thought that was common knowledge. Anyway. I wouldn't have known that. I uh, did. AB. Uh, I did. AB. <laughs> I'll be your wish. I'll be your dream. I'll be your fantasy is a lyric from which Queensland band? Savage Garden. That is absolutely correct. Darren Hayes and the other bloke no one cares yes. about. Uh, 1 0 AB. Elizabeth, come on, bring it back. Elizabeth, what year did Facebook launch and why was it between 2003 and 2005? <laughs> 2004. Oh, my God. You were good. Uh, AB, true or false, turtles breathe out of their buttocks? True. Are you sure? Yep. Why are you sure? I just, I think I've heard it before. As in you put your head near a turtle's And also you're and you questioning me, which means you want me to get it wrong. So it's a true. You put your head near a turtle's bum and you listen to the No, breathe. I've heard it before. Like as in. Oh, someone told you. <laughs> right. We got them in our river up here. Turtle bum breathers. Yes. Right. Yep, in the Fitzroy River. Shout out. Hey, that's where Buffhead the crocodile lives. You really mm. tried to get mm. me to change my answer. No, I was just checking that you knew. The manipulation, uh, Elizabeth, man. what flavour yeah. is the alcoholic... I actually don't know how to say that. I don't drink that. What flavour... You asked that question. Is it Sambuca? <laughs> what, 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 no, what flavour is the alcoholic spirit Cointro? Cointro? <laughs> Cointro, orange. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, AB. They use it to make cosmopolitans. No, no, I worked in a bottle shop for 20 years. Did you? <laughs> you sell Passion Pop? How much does that go for these uh, days? Shit, I drank a bit of it yeah. too. <laughs> Good woman, Elizabeth. Uh, I, I don't uh, even want to win. Uh, Let her win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Elizabeth, uh, for being charming. And for the information, yeah, on the your Fitzroy personality River. got you over that. Who cares about the score? The points don't matter. You've got yourself manure. Congratulations! Thank you. What's the plan We're for the weekend? We're just in the middle of a gardening project here, so it won't go astray. Oh, wonderful! What are you planning? Um, no, we've just been really slack, so we're starting to get the yard going again. Yeah. Maybe a bit of passion pop in one hand, manure in the other no, as you get it done? No. No, I could afford beer now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's graduated. I don't know what it is about this quiz. It brings out the very best Queenslanders. It's Friday. On you, Elizabeth. Have a wonderful weekend. That poo will be on the way. <laughs> wedding coming up next year and uh, the maid of honour is making a speech and she's asked all of the bridesmaids including myself to contribute to the speech. She is, and uh, she won't be offended by me saying this, she's not a funny person by any means. She makes very beautiful like meaningful speeches and this very much weighs into that. She has said to all of us, because all the bridesmaids are married, give me a list of things that you believe marriage is. So like for us to share. One thing per person, kind of. A few things per person. She's going to narrow down and pick the best ones. Okay. She'll say, like, you know, oh, Annabelle says marriage is this or whatever. So, right. I don't, like, I'm racking my brain. I did a bit of a search and I found a list of things that marriage is supposedly, which yep. is forgiveness, communication, respect, commitment, honesty, intimacy. Bleh, boring. Okay. And I've made my own very, very honest list of nearly two years into marriage what I think marriage, in fact, is. Coming on at imminent number five, mm. judging each other's driving constantly. If Alex drives too slow, oh, gosh, you're so slow. You're a nana. If he's too fast, whoa, speed demon. Yeah. 
Like, and absolutely both ways. I mean, it's always the wife that's the worst driver. No, neither of us are happy with each other's driving ever. Actually, your husband is a bad driver. He's weird on the brakes. Really weirdly slow. Spending an embarrassing amount of time trying to decide which shows you both like. We'll never settle on one. Mm. And when you do, it's like momentous and it finishes too quickly. Number three, recording each other snore to show evidence to the other one that they also, in fact, snore. I've never heard of this. You are a very heavy breather. Sometimes I worry you're going to pass out. Oh, thank you. Well, it's not an insult, but I'm assuming well, you snore Well, I have if hay fever. Yeah. I d- Alex reckons I snore. He claims that I you snore, d- even though I snore. tape my mouth. I'd put 100 bucks on you being and a snorer. He, but doesn't believe that he is. So I've got videos in my phone of me recording him snoring to That's prove. Weird. That's really weird. I literally got no, one I, last I, night. I don't need to hear it or see it. I'm, I'm really <laughs> okay. okay with it. Yeah. Number two, wearing your husband's T-shirts as PJs till the end of time, yep. driving them mental because often it's T-shirts that they like. I hate that one because especially if you've got dogs, right? Oh, your partner does that all the time. You guys got to understand that we have very few T-shirts that are our nice T-shirts. You wear our nice T-shirts to bed and on the couch. You get dog care and all sorts of crap on them. They're not do- nice T-shirts yeah, anymore. Yeah, they're like the perfect length for a dress for us. So buy your own. No. And then finally, never ever letting your husband do number twos in your ensuite or the bedroom that the couple, main couple use and being disgusted when they do gross things, but then, of course, freely doing them yourself and not expecting judgment. He'll rip a huge fart and I'm like, you're repulsive. Get out of this house. Then you'll do seven. I'll do seven. I'm like, whatever. Say la vie. Human nature. Do you reckon any of those will make it in the speech? No. Okay. I can't believe this all, all happened. You've been married, what, a year, by the way? Two years. Two years. And, I mean, there's a lot of holes. Anyway, you're doing therapy, which is good. <laughs> this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. This is Animal Fiction with Jamie Seymour. In the world of animal life, our expert from James Cook University, Professor Jamie Seymour, joins us. Now, Professor, last time we spoke to you, no word of a lie, you were in the Philippines, this is a week ago, doing research on stonefish. Your boat was stuck, your flight was in two hours. Did you make it home? Are you coming to us live from Manila or what? No, no, we made it home just. like the curse of the chicken, but we got home thrill of a life you have. Professor, we're coming to you today because there is almost like a, you know when the Simpsons came to Australia, that episode? It's that kind of vibe. There's a quarantine issue between Australia and America. There has been an infiltration of a Queensland pest into the States. Can you tell us about that? (laughs) Yeah, I think this is great because usually it's us that gets stuff from other places in the world that cause it. Cane toads, yeah. Um, We've finally given something to the other world the rest of the world, which is great. So we've given them Queensland fruit flies over in America, which is just, I mean, from, I just think it's fantastic that we've given something else to the world that's a pest. It's probably not good for everybody else, but I just think it's hilarious. But it's, it's interesting when you think about how it may have got in, because we do a lot of stuff in Australia when we send um, fruit and things overseas. So all our mangoes and things are usually irradiated with um, radiation to kill anything that's in them so that when things go over there, there's no live pests and things. And Somehow this has got in, and the general consensus is it got in backpackers. The backpackers bring everything; they bring bed bugs and God knows whatever else. But it looks like somebody's traipsed in with some mangoes or some fruit, haven't declared it at immigration when they got to the US, walked in, eaten half of it, gone. Yeah, I don't need this anymore. Thrown it. It's had maggots of 
Queensland fruit flies in it, ah. and away they went. And here we go. We've given a pest to the world. So, so just how, for those that don't know a lot about the fruit fly, just how horrible could this be if it, if it does spread? What could yeah, be the shutting effect? shutting down America? Yeah, what could be the effect overseas? Oh, yeah, huge, huge. Um, I don't know. Don't I remember um, when we got papine fruit fly into Australia? You would remember that, Elliot, wouldn't you? A little bit, yeah. So we threw, we were involved in trying to work out what's going on there. I think the state government spent like $30, $40, $50 million just trying to eradicate it from within Australia because it came down from the the Torah, like uh, PNG and across there. But what happens is once fruit fly gets into your fruits and things, obviously it destroys the fruits and it doesn't make them all that nice to eat, but it stops you from exporting that fruit out of the country. So... America, places like California, they have a lot of oranges, things of that nature, all get exported. If they get fruit fly into it, they're not going to export it anymore. They're not going to be allowed to. Oh, yeah, it it is huge, multi-million dollar um, problem. So I suspect that what you'll see is the quarantine people and the the entomologists in the US are going to be running around trying to work out how they eradicate this thing before it takes hold. Because if it gets hold, you won't stop it. It'll be away. How do we manage to live so fine with Queensland fruit flies? Why, why is our industry not <laughs> crippled by them on the reg? Well, well, it sort of is, but they again, as I said, what happens in mangroves is we export. Um, we irradiate with radiation to kill anything that's in them, but we also have uh, quarantine zones between Eastern Australia and Western Australia. So, for example, you can't ship fruit if you're on an aeroplane over to Perth. I would go so far as Australia has the best quarantine facilities in the world. Wow. Without, yeah, bar none. Because we're so isolated, we need to make sure that we, nothing gets in here. Yeah, remember so we, Johnny Depp and Amber uh, Heard. Like, yeah, exactly. they got in heaps of trouble. But we're also very savvy when it comes to how we control the pests that are endemic to Australia. And that's the big thing. I mean, these are endemic to Australia, so they have their own natural enemies. So they're not a huge problem, but they are a problem, and we spray for them and things of that nature. But if you're getting places that they're not endemic to, yeah. there's no no predators, and they just take off. I mean, we did similar thing. I think the other the, the other pest we gave the Americans, which is just so cool, is lionfish. So lionfish are endemic to Australia. You know, people have them and they get sick of them. They flush them down the loo. Yeah. Well, they flushed them down the loo. They got into the Gulf of Mexico. They're now a major pest in the Gulf of Mexico. So it's like, yes, there's another thing. Hopefully we accidentally smuggle a Pauline Hanson to American X. Professor Jamie Seymour, I don't know. We don't need to be accidental about it. (laughs) (laughs) He'll facilitate it. If we've ever learnt more from you in a a single session. So thank you for your time today. Very informative. Nice having you back on our Queensland shores. And we'll catch up with you again next week. No worries, guys. Have a great weekend. I am done with ever doing this again, and I guarantee there will be so many stories that are similar today. I want to hear from you, one triple three five three, of Good Samaritan Tales Gone Wrong. So when you tried to be a nice person, whether it's in your character to do so or whether you're like me and it's few and far between, when you try to do something nice and it blows up in your face, one triple three five three. want to hear those stories. If you missed it yesterday, I was speaking about this idiot kid. His name was... AJ, well, still is. He's not dead. His name's AJ and he's ruined my life. Surprising. He still is with Poor us. mate. You bought me a, a wonderful football ticket for a, an event I'm going to in Florida at the end of this year. I already had a ticket for this event. wasn't as good as the one you bought. So I decided, look, what would AB do? Probably something nice. Tried to give it away. Went on a Tampa Bay Buccaneers forum, the football team I'm seeing. 
posted on there saying, hey, want to give this away to someone that never gets to games. This kid, AJ messaged me saying, oh, I haven't been in six years. I love the Bucks. He had a big sob story, I've got didn't no he? money, you know, yada, yada. Sweet, send it to him. Half an hour later, I see on another forum he's posted, oh, I've got this ticket. I'm going to sell it. It's, you know, this much money. I saw last night he'd posted on a third forum and he'd sold it and some bloke had offered him like 350 Australian dollars. So he's made 350 bucks from me trying to do something nice. And this happens all the time. It blows up in your you face. You could have said something. What do you mean? You could have commented and said, I gave you this ticket for free. You said it was charity, blah, blah, blah. Don't I, buy this ticket. I send, I send him messages, but he wouldn't respond to them. But... It happens all the time. It blows up in your face. It is not worth being a nice person because there's too many a-holes in the world. I mean, it's happened to me before, but it doesn't, it shouldn't sway you mm. from that behavior. When I lived in a previous town, I was giving away some furniture because I'd bought a new couch and right. a new coffee table, and I wanted to give it to someone, like maybe a single parent or someone who'd been displaced, yep. and a woman contacted our station and said that she was yeah. and that she needed it, and same thing. She listened at all the furniture online and wasn't in any of those bad situations that she made out to me. People love to take advantage of others. I don't know if you're going to let me tell this story, but I know there's a famous one about your husband offering to help someone move way back in the day, and that blew up. We Not of approval, so some idiot you used to work with that said, oh, I need help moving house. Help moving house, he meant your husband moved everything for he him. He was at work, yeah. And he didn't lift a finger. This and is then what he I mean. said, I'll get you some beers. Never did? No. Previous co-host. Shock horror. I'll have you know. <laughs> One triple three five three. Good Samaritan stories gone wrong. When you tried to be a nice person, but it blew up in your face. Let's go to the phones. One triple three five three. Bundy first. Alex, when did your good Samaritan go wrong? Oh, it would have only been a couple of days ago, to be honest. I was driving back into town from Bagara, and there was a bloke in front of me uh, towing a dingo on the back of his trailer, and I noticed his lights were out. And I was following him for about four kilometres. I'd nearly run into the back of him. A couple of other people had almost run into him going through the roundabout. I noticed he was pulling him for fuel, so I thought, stuff it. I'll pull in and get some fuel and say something to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes in, comes out. As he's walking back to his car, I go, hey, mate, I think your trail lights are out. Um, I've nearly run into the back of you a few times. You might want to get them checked. Um, he just turned around to me and said, yeah, I know, mate. How about you mind your own effing business and walk on? Not in Bagara. That is so rude. See, this is why it's not worth trying to be nice to people. I try to tell you this all the time. The and, world is 80% a-holes. And Alex did it politely. That is... Mm. Keep Alex, it up. Don't change, Alex. No, change. Stuff them. No, if Stuff I have... Hu- if my rear lights are out and someone tells me, what, thank you. Saves a, a fine. If you're ever driving and, and an a, accident. Mini, a mini digger on the back, you want to be stopped. Well, believe it or not, yeah. this just in, yeah. cars actually, the lights go out as well, not just trailers. Fair play. One triple three five three. Dags in Townsville joins us now. A good Samaritan gone wrong. What's your story? Yeah, guys, how you going? Good, good. Well, angry, but mate, good. Oh, I don't blame you for being angry, mate. There's some yeah, right royal, you know what's out there. Mm-hmm. It happened to my sister and brother, sister-in-law and brother-in-law, year, oh, about fifteen years ago. Um, some so-called really good friends of theirs wanted to move house. Couldn't afford a ute, apparently. They're on fantastic money in their profession. Um, they borrowed me sister and brother-in-law's little two-wheel drive ute. Um, got halfway through the move, and on the way back to get another load, they didn't take a corner, ended up down in a table drain sort of thing and rolled it over and rode it off. 
um, brother and sister-in-law in their wisdom didn't have insurance. Oh, thanks. So $10,000 vehicle was completely written off. The top of the windscreen where the roof meets the windscreen was actually pressing on the dashboard. So it was cactus and scrap metal, basically. And the people that were on, both of them were professionals, you know, in a you know, decent paying job, you know. Back then it would have been about 70K a year each plus. And they didn't offer a brass razoo. Oh, gosh. Sorry for wrecking your car, but, yeah, too bad. Some people are dogs. It's worse when it's friends. It's way worse when it's friends, too. 80%. I've actually had that happen as well. Do you think that's fair? 80% of the population? A dog? 20% good, yes. Well, it just makes you more rare. No, I'm, I'm an a-hole too. I'm going back no, to who no. I was. Angie Mackay, round us out. Tales of trying to be a good Samaritan and it went wrong. What do you got? Um, I, my most recent relationship, mm. um, he, sorry. You're right. Um, he lived with me for 10 months. Um, of that, he didn't pay any rent for three months and didn't pay a red cent towards power whatsoever. Uh. I took days off work to take him to surgery, um, and all up, I'm out of pocket almost $4,000. Are you still together, Ange? No. No, definitely not. Uh, Men suck. And I'm the first one to say You are an absolute catch, Ange. Men are awful. (laughs) That's generous, kind, thoughtful, and she's been screwed over. Yeah. Put it it out to the men of Mackay and the Wit Sundays. Yeah, what? There are Anges out there. There are, but don't point at me when Treat you say that. I'm not. I'm tr- just pointing in the air. When you point at me. When you're making fun of bad men, you point at me. I don't like that. You represent them. Well, I don't, I don't you are the president men. of the club. I don't have a manual driving license. I'm certainly not a man. <laughs> Appreciate your call, Ange. We hope that your next dating life goes a little bit better. I need your help. Actually, I'll open this up to one triple three five three. if you've got some tips here. There's one thing, and I've only ever been in one serious relationship, my current one, which is, I don't know, six or seven years we've known each other now. Um, one thing I've never worked out is, and I've seen so many people, you're very good at this, is a no is never a firm no when you know the right way around it. So your husband, Alex, for example, will say, there's absolutely no way we're hanging out with Marge and Joe this weekend because they're idiots and I can't stand them. A day later, you've convinced him and you're having a whole picnic together. You bet. I'm awful at this. So when I get a firm no from fiancé Abby the Brit with a a funny accent, it's no, and I just, (laughs) I just, I've never found a way to flip it around. She doesn't seem like a no person. Like Alex will always say no as a immediate same yeah. with you yeah she's a real yes gal she is that's why i think the few nos i get are firm nos instead of <laughs> soft nos um you Don't. know you know what i'm like when i no uh, <laughs> when i get something in my head i have to do it whether it is something i need to uh purchase somewhere i need to mm-hmm. visit when i get the bug to shave my head i have to shave my head it has to happen i've got one at the moment and i think you know what it is I've started doing boxing training the last few months oh, and no. and I just know to be satisfied with progress and I'm not very good by the way I'm just I'm learning and it's really fun I know in my heart I need to have a fight at some stage in the next 6 to 12 months I know I do I need to do it to get it out of my system but I'm getting a really firm no 
from Abby. I don't want to help you with this one because no. I don't overly want you to fight either. But I have to. You've got to understand, I'm going to do it and I don't want to be in trouble for doing it. Just get so a new hobby. I can't just yet until I tick this one off. So I need <sighs> to find a way to, to soften her a little bit, to turn her no into a yes. It's tough. I do it with guilt, usually. R- right. Or... What? My sexuality. Oh, you're winking, eh? I thought you were. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want the kids in the car to. But yeah, I mean, that's the benefit. I suppose the issue that we we have there is um, I feel like it's easier for a woman to a man than it is a man to a woman for the most part. Because if I'm going to. Let's say she gets home tonight and maybe I want to do sexy. If I'm standing there in footy shorts and my shirt off and my mashed potato body in front of her and maybe I've lit in a candle. Lit, lit a candle. I, I don't know if after I perform poorly for 13 seconds, she's going to turn around and say, you know what? Yes, you can fight. It's okay. Because <laughs> I'd rather you there than here. Okay. Well, forget that yeah. one. That's not your strength. No. Go for the guilt trip then. Right. Like So, oh, okay. I guess I won't. I just have always dreamed of it since I was a little boy. <laughs> I've dreamt of it for three months. She doesn't have to know. But she does know, mate. She will come back with that. I'm telling you, she, that is what I'll get okay, back Okay, all right. Let's yep. keep workshopping. Yes, that's More what we're here guilt for. stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Um, I just had an opportunity to do something for charity, although if you do say that, you have to do the charity. I'd, ha- I'd do it for I just, charity. Yeah, like I don't sick get paid kids actually really want me to do this fight, but that's all right, Abby. I'll call them and tell them no. So we find Stuff a charity she really cares about for maybe uh, Brits that are challenged with height or something like that, something short she'd relate British to. Short British people, yep. Short British Fun people for the short that Brits. are uncoordinated, just like her. With curly hair. Yeah. Yes. They don't know what to do with their curly hair because it's hard to maintain. That were vegans that turned into pescatarians. Yes. We raised money for them and the no will be because yes. Because of, oh. oh, how can I say no? Maybe. Anyway, I'll, I'll report back. <laughs> I'll try the sex thing first. We'll go from Triple there. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. Willow Talk on Listener is the home of cricket. And, and one of the great storytellers is one of our greatest ever glovemen too. Uh, Brad Haddon has signed a multi-million squillion dollar deal with Listener Smart Man. <laughs> Hads joins us this afternoon. Welcome welcome back, brother. The Aussies starting to fly, watching Glenn Maxwell. Is there anything you've watched on a screen better than Glenn Maxwell when he's going? No, it was, it was pretty exciting to, to see the boys start to play the way that we all knew they could. It was a slow start to, to the campaign, but as you know, tournament plays about peaking at the right time, and, and the Aussies are as good as anyone in the business at it, and, and we're just starting to, to get our rhythm with uh, New Zealand and uh, the English coming up. Now, Hads, it hurts me to say because it's a big weekend of me not wanting to see New Zealand win in various ways, but is it possible that they might just be better than us at one day at the moment? Oh, they they can take the Rugby World Cup, but uh, (laughs) um, I I don't think we'll give them this cricket game. It's an interesting one with the the Kiwis. They're they're one of those teams that can bring you down to to their level. Um, If you look man for man, I I think it's Stroud outplay most of their positions but they're one of those teams that can get you into their sort of grind but I think with the form that we're in at the moment and the style of play that we're um, playing I I think we're going to see our best performance to date and a really comprehensive win actually. Hads it's easy for us to sit on the couch that have never played cricket at a high level to look at our bowling lineup who seem to have struggled throughout a lot of this tournament they are superstars Cummins, Hazelwood, Stark done it all in the test arena too but would you be looking at maybe making a change? Would would Sean Abbott coming in make sense or what? 
I, I wouldn't change those three. I, I think the one thing you've got to remember with tournament play, you, you want to be peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, and what we've seen a couple of games back, we, we've seen explosive top order from David Warner and, and uh, Mitchie Marsh get the, 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 the tour back on, on its feet. And, and the game just previous against the Netherlands, we found some runs in the middle order that, a bit, that we've been struggling a little bit. So I, I, don't be too worried about these, these bowlers because come the big games and... We're one win away now from securing a semi-final spot. They'll come good. So I'm not too concerned with them. I wouldn't mind actually giving the cap- captain a go with the, the new ball for a couple of overs and, and maybe try Josh Hazelwood during the middle overs. But don't be too worried about what we're seeing with the um, three fast bowlers. They're world-class. How do you say you don't want to see changes, but I've never tried to hide my man crush on Travis Head. I love that human being. <laughs> if, if, if he is fit, that beautiful moustache man, surely he comes in, and if so, for who, where? Yeah, it's always good looking at a porn star opening to Australia, isn't it? So, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's so good. <laughs> it's the 70s all over again. He's fit boony. A hundred percent. It'll be interesting to to see if they do play in this game. Yeah, uh, we've still got three games left after this one. We've, we've found a bit of rhythm in our game. Um, whether we throw Travis head up the top and move uh, Mitch Marsh to, to three or four, mm-hmm. it'll be a, an interesting call from the selectors. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they give him one more game off. All right, well, the Aussies take you on New Zealand tomorrow. We're looking forward to that one. Uh, All your previews, recap, and some great yarns in between. Willow Talk on Listener with Brad Haddon, Adam Peacock, and a whole bunch more. Hads, loving your work, mate. Appreciate your time on the Rush Hour. No, anytime. Stay safe. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Before we disappear, want to look at our favourite uh, caller from this week, a young fellow called Lachlan, 17 years of age. Uh, we were taking stories, AB, on, I can never say this word, young kids that are... Entrepreneurs. Thank you. And he told us... Just an, think manure. Entrepreneur. But I get I get stuck with the trip bit and then I put it all together and it comes out. I'm not even going to try. Nah. Uh, he told us an incredible story about his 15-year-old brother. He's... Um- He's 15, right? I and uh, he sells shoes online. What kind of shoes? So like Nike Jordans and things like that. I don't know. I'm not really big into the shoes, but um, he has a shoe collection in his room. Literally, you walk into his room, he's got boxes stacked to the roof of shoes in pristine condition. I just graduated from St Augustine's. Shout out. Um, <laughs> that's where I went just, to school. That's where Elliot yep. did yeah. pass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so just I, I graduated about about a week ago, and he yeah. gave me he literally gave me a pair of shoes as a as a little graduation present because he just has so many of them. Lucky, <laughs> like, lucky. Are these? Do you know if they're legit? Has he bought them over? Oh the yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, well he he's they're, they're all 100 percent legit. Yeah. Um, but he's he's recently expanded his market, I guess if you could say, <laughs> and he's bought. Yeah, like literally, we we get uh. boxes delivered to our house. If he boxes, he'll buy hundreds of dollars worth of fake crap from China, yeah. and he'll sell it. He'll sell it as fake, but people buy it for much more than what he pays for it. Oh man, what's has he got a little shop front? Can we give him a shout out at least? Boost yeah, he's got he's got a. He's got an Instagram page. It's Can Sneakers. Business cards. He ends up business cards if you buy shoes. He's, he's honestly Mate, okay, wait, Lockie. How much money do you reckon this so kid's good. made, That's if you had to so guess? Good. Oh, oh I, I honestly couldn't even put an umbrella. His shoe collection is worth more than my car. We've added it off. <laughs> It's actually ridiculous. Oh, Lockie, your brother's outstanding. Congrats but you are also you. very charismatic. Congra- I think we need to say that. Congrats to you for uh, graduating the greatest school in Queensland, mate. Good on you. 
Absolutely. Thank oh, you. On you, mate. That's so funny. <laughs> Now, AB, a- incredible kid, Lockie, his, his younger brother, he actually followed us from that sneaker Instagram account. How do you spell it out again? CNS yep. underscore SNKRS. It's like how we have listener yep. and we don't like vowels. Similar. He, he sent me a photo, the, the younger brother, last night saying, just in case you didn't believe me, there would be 50 pairs of shoes at least in this room, perfectly organised. Like hundreds of dollars worth. And you were saying, I ship across Queensland if anyone wants to grab them. So CNS underscore S-N-K-R-S. Yeah. Can sneakers. It's a cool way to spell it, I suppose. Shout out to Lockie. Shout out to his brother. Shout out to the parents because you've raised two wonderful boys there. Have a great weekend, Queensland. We'll talk to you soon.